All righty then. Are we ready to get this show on the road? Just about. Let's see. You see, people, this is the show prep that you never hear about. That should have happened a long time ago. (laughs) We are hard at work right now, scouring the internet, trying to find information to better inform you about the shit that we've watched. I guess I'm ready when you are. We ready? I said I guess I'm ready when you are. Well, you said you guess you're ready. Ready as I'll ever be, I guess. All right. A three, a two, a one. Welcome back to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our back episodes, just in case you want to, you know, catch a review of something that you may have missed on our show. Engage with us on social media at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us that five-star review. We would love to please the algorithm gods. Algorithm? Yes. Algorithm gods. Algorithm? Yes. <laughs> Algorithm. Oh, algorithm. <laughs> What's his name? That's algorithm. It's algorithm. That's algorithm. <laughs> he seems to know what everybody is up to. Algorithm, sure. Algorithm. Does. Algorithm. <laughs> That's algorithm. Oh man, that is too funny. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes with the flow and he can adjust everywhere. All right. He can. He sure can. <sighs> So I've got one and a half things this week. Now you've got how many things? I have two. All right. Well, since you have a whole two things, do you want to go first? The first thing I have, it's on Netflix. It's a documentary, a docu-series, pardon me. It's a docu-series on Netflix. It has four episodes. It's called Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. What the Sam Hill? Yeah, this is about the the breakoff polygamist group from the Mormon Church called the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, also known as FLDS. Okay, run by Warren Jeffs, who is the self proclaimed prophet of the FLDS. Now, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the FLDS, they're in uh, Utah. And they had a separate uh, branch uh, compound, so to speak, in Texas as well. And uh, they, they split off from the Mormon church when the Mormon church said, yeah, polygamy is no longer allowed in our religion. So this guy broke off so that he could have his bajillion wives. But also, they groom the young girls to be wives and they take them as their wives starting around the age of, I don't know, 14, sometimes younger. And these men are 50 or older. Warren Jeffs had several teenage girl wives with child- that who had children as well. So the trauma created by the FLDS and this guy, oh man, it is systemic, it is far reaching, and it is just absolutely 
atrociously disgusting. Uh, they're the ones who wear the the Laura Ingalls Little House of the Prairie dresses with the long ass hair and the crazy intricate braided hair and stuff. And yeah. 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 I learned about these guys originally from a reality series that was on uh Part of it was on Lifetime. Part of it, I think, was on like TLC or Discovery. It, it seemed to jump around different networks. It was called Escaping Polygamy. The girls from the Escaping Polygamy show, though, they weren't from FLDS. They were from a whole other Mormon branch-off polygamist cult group. They were the Kingston group or the Order. So, But they also, these girls also tried to help flds girls who wanted to escape that life mm -hmm. to get out and it's it's really hard uh because they teach these girls don't even know like the meaning of the word rape yet that's what's happening to them constantly right and just like every other cult like scientologist cults and shit they break up families they take children away um when warren jeffs decides this guy i don't like him he said something nasty to me. Well, now he's going to get kicked out of our, our whole religion and I'm going to keep his wife and his kids. And she's going to now be the wife of this guy over here and the kids. Well, they're going to go with this family over here. And then they started their compound in Texas where they sent a whole bunch of the kids. They just took the kids away. The, mo the mothers had no idea what was going on. They just drag them all to Texas from Utah and that's that now it is oh it's disgusting they have in this docuseries four episodes they have they start with how it all got started and then into when some people got out and they they were able to start a case against him to to uh, arrest him and imprison him mm. and then you see when the the texas rain i think texas uh, that compound gets raided by the police and the FBI. And I remember hearing about when they took all the kids away from there. And then all the fallout from that media wise, because just people don't realize how, how brainwashed people get in these cults. They're calling FLDS a religion. It's not a religion. It is a fucking cult. Everything yeah. they, that that guy has done even now behind bars, he still has contact with his followers to keep them worshiping him as if he is as if he is actual God. So when they took the kids away, all these women who are brainwashed into thinking this is this is we're we're better than all these other people, these outsiders, they use their their sweet little lady voices and i don't even know what's going on and these men just came in and took my children away and they make up all this shit and they get these women to lie and say that nothing bad's happening here and the kids don't know what the fuck's going on they just know that they're they're not seeing their parents now that everything was fine and then these crazy people came and took them away and so the media is latching on to that storyline and not really telling the other side of the story where this dude had created a, he had like blueprints, designs and instructions on how to design this altar and this weird ass fucked up chapel where he will rape his young 14 year old in air quotes wife in front of all of his other wives. 
that this Ew. bed needs to be a certain height for him. No, that the no, mattress Dick. needs to be wrapped in plastic. Ew, we don't need to tell people that. But this this is this is what you see in this documentary. I understand man. that's what you see, but that, And they that, have recordings that's... of him. Oh no, no, oh no, no, God. stop, stop. They do. They have a, recordings of his preachings while you stare at a picture of his fucking face. It is like wow. This whole thing okay. is just wow. If okay. you I mean, when people wonder how do uh, people get sucked into a cult like this, when you have somebody who takes your belief system, your religion, and twists it in such a way, that is how people fall in. You were in the Mormon church, and suddenly you're not anymore. And this guy is telling you that he has heard from God, and just because those other people said you can't have 20 billion wives, well... God told me specifically, you can, and this is what happens. Because originally the FLDS girls didn't have to wear those prairie dresses. It was Warren Jeffs who decides later on that the girls should be doing this, and their hair has to be a specific way. There are videos of how they need to do their hair. They are instructed to do their hair that way. It's crazy. It's fucked up. If you want to watch four hours of this crazy fucked up shit, keep sweet, pray and obey on Netflix. I, I um, I'm sorry, but you began this show or, or at least the off air part by saying, how do I describe a show to make people want to watch it? Well, see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm letting people know what they're going to get on this one. This one, I knew what I was getting when I walked into it. But if you're not familiar with FLDS or any of that, you need to be warned. You need to be warned what you're going to get with this one. Otherwise, you're walking into a horror show. Because this isn't so much of an instructive, like, here's what's going on kind of thing. A lot of what they put in this is for the horror factor. Well. And that's, well, other, other of those, like, true crime documentary shows they're not they're not they're they're not laying out like just just for the shock and awe and horror of good god these people are terrible horrible criminals no this is like hey in your face look at what this guy did and look at how it got fucked up but hey they managed to find a way to get this guy behind bars anyway yet they're not keeping him away from all these people so that the the actual victims, the cult members, can get the fuck out and and destroy this cult so these people can have normal lives and these girls aren't being traded to their uncles. You know? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, based on your description, I'm never watching this. Good. Yeah. I don't uh, care I, you know, how involving it is. I, I'm not going to tell you how involved. I, I I wouldn't say it's involving. It's this is what this is. It, and yeah. I and I'll and I'll and I'll tell you why, because you reminded me of of a of a true second thing that I started to watch. Okay. So I actually do have two things this week, but I have two halvesies. <laughs> okay. And I and I have to spill into one of the things that I watched, and it's called Killer Cases. Okay. And it's on Hulu, and it it seems to be a 
like a six episode thing. No, I'm sorry. It's a it's a ten episode thing on Hulu. Ooh, and and each four. one of these is it's roughly about forty five minutes to an hour. Kind of the same documentary type thing that you would see on the on twenty twenty. Okay. Or or something like that where you could see obvious commercial breaks are coming and all that other oh, sort of okay. stuff. Okay. And I and the first episode is called The Doctor is Dead. And it details this crime about this doctor who was murdered, and it turns out that her husband hired two guys to drive a thousand miles to do the job. And while I was sitting there, and I used to be kind of into this stuff, I used to watch 2020 for this kind of shit. Mm -hmm. But thanks to the internet and the proliferation of TV and how many channels I get now and how prevalent just even the news is with true crime. Mm -hmm. And when I say true crime, I'm, I'm talking about the horrific shit that happens every day due to gun violence in this country and, and the legal system in this country, the whole bit. I actually felt dirty watching it. Ooh. And uh, I know that it happened, but I, I don't want this, well, this is going to sound weird. But my intent is to say I don't like it as an entertainment. Oh, yes, exactly. So when you're starting to get into details about this Warren Jeffs fucker who did the things that you said that he did, which I mm -hmm. will not repeat because I just think it's gross and nasty and it is, it is gross and, and nasty and, and terrible and horrific. And I am not approved by any sense of the imagination, but I will never glorify that by any stretch even if it is part of the subject matter we talk on this show, mm -hmm. I just can't. It is, it is too ugly. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and the whole point of this show is, are you entertained? Are you entertained by the things you watch? And after I got done with that show on Hulu, not only was I not entertained, I actually felt weird watching it. Ooh. And I know that that's weird because I watched things like Tiger King, you know, the first season of that. And I loved the shit out of that show because <laughs> it was just so bizarre. And, it was so and crazy. Weird and just. Yeah. But hearing details about murder and cults and and other shit like I just can't do. So mm -hmm. that show on Hulu Hold on, I got to look up the name again because Killer Cases. Killer Cases on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Don't watch it. I, and okay. I and I and I say that because even though you try to find a way to describe shit on this show, yeah, to, to get people, there's no good way to say this shit is horrible and it happens in real life. Yeah, like I don't know why they don't take away this fucker's phone privileges or or whatever or visitor he gets privileges. visitors yeah i i don't understand why they don't take this fucker's visitor privileges away or why they don't prevent these uh this fucker from having people being allowed to talk to people in a way that it can be recorded and then replayed played back elsewhere right I mean, so, why, how is that not being stopped? But for this one, yes, I am 
I watched this one because I was familiar with, F- with FLDS and that cult shit I'm intrigued by. So I wanted to learn more. But this one, it sensationalizes a lot of it. And yes, it's you you said something about um glorifying. Say what you said. Uh, I, some I of this just, shit. And that's yeah. they didn't glorify this, but they 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 did kind of sensationalize it in such a way that it's like like I didn't if I'm watching a documentary, it's not so much about being entertained. It's more about am I informed? Did I learn something new? Could this open somebody's eyes to see, wow, this is a problem, or wow, what the fuck? Or, you know, just some that's what documentaries are meant for. Mm-hmm. This one, it doesn't feel like that was their intent so much. Their intent was more like, look at this gross ass shit these fuckers did, and let's look at it. And that's all they did with this one. So keep sweet, pray and obey. I don't recommend this one for people to watch if they're in, if they want to learn more about FLDS and the polygamous cults, the, the seer, the reality show escaping polygamy. I believe that is also on Netflix. That one is actually far more interesting because these girls created an organization to help others get out of that shit. And they you take you along with them on their uh, missions late at night to go save the people, these girls who are trapped in this shit that can't get out. So, And okay. then they try to help set them up in a way that they can have a normal life. Uh, the, only, the biggest problem, though, is the girls have to be 18 or older because they can't take a minor away from their parents. Right, right. Legally, right. they can't do that, which is unfortunate that they can't help the, the younger ones that really need it, that really need to be pulled out of that shit. Yeah. But yeah, so I found Escaping Polygamy far more interest, far more as an entertainment kind of thing. That was better. And I... Even and though... I, it, even, yeah, yeah. And I guess... I make the differentiation between Tiger King and killer cases Mm -hmm. because Tiger King fell on the side of this is just preposterous shit going on and wild and weird. That that was the goofiest preposterous, like watching a train wreck kind of shit. Yeah. And as opposed to the stuff that we just discussed. And I horrific can't pull yourself up like, like, how right. do I let me get my eyes off this, please? Somebody help. Yes, me. as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, so I, that was my I first should... thing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, let's start well, off with they... a happy thing. Hey. So, as they say on nighttime newscasts, switching gears right now, I'm going uh-huh. to talk about the other half thing that I watched. Okay, your other half thing. And this is a movie. That came out in 2021 called The Card Counter. Mm. It is also on Hulu. And it Mm. stars Oscar Isaac, Ty Sheridan, Tiffany Haddish, and Willem Dafoe. Oh. Yeah. And there's a guy, and and played by Oscar Isaac, his name is actually William Till. And (laughs) he's a gambler and former serviceman who who actually sets out to reform a young man seeking revenge 
on an enemy from both of their pasts. And William Tell or Bill Tell led such an orderly life in prison, he actually can't even stay in a hotel room unless he wraps everything up so antiseptically, it almost feels like a prison cell. Huh. Well, anyway, he's a card counter, and he learned how to do that in prison. And Tiffany Haddish actually plays someone who bankrolls card counters or people who gamble for a living so that she can make a lot of money, and they can make a lot of money and all that. And so along the way, they're trying to get revenge on Willem Dafoe's character. I tell you, we were an hour into this movie, and it was some meandering shit. Oh, man. And and there are times when I don't mind a very deliberately paced film. You know, what is it? The Year of the Dog? What was what was that movie? Oh yeah, the dog movie. The, the dog movie. Was it was it Year of the Dog? Oh, fuck if I know. It was just uh, the dog shit thing. Yeah. The mm-hmm. dog. The dog movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was deliberately paced. Yes. And at least I could say I understand that it was deliberately paced. And Jane Campion took very careful strides because the end was the payoff. We were into this movie an hour and we both turned it off. Oh, man. And then we Googled right after what happens after that. So all of the quote unquote action that mm-hmm. happened happened after we turned it off. Of course but, it did. But you got to plod through the first hour of it. And we're on board because everybody was good in it. Everybody. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who's an underrated actress is Tiffany Haddish. Oh, she she's probably actually, is. Uh, yeah, she's good in shit. She's I like very her good in shit. And yeah. and and she takes chances. So she's not just a comedian. She's not just girls trip comedian. Mm-hmm. She can actually do drama and she does it very well. So I give her all the props. Oscar Isaac is always watchable. It's the movie itself that meandered so much and was so slow. Mm-hmm. that you ever wonder, are we ever going to get to where we're going? So can I recommend in good faith the card counter? No. Hmm. I'd rather watch a documentary on how to count cards because I would love <laughs> yeah. that shit. Although that he be... does actually give a sort of tutorial on how to do that in the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was the only interesting part. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that was it. That was the other half thing I watched. Okay. My other whole thing, this I found on Disney Plus. It's a Chinese series called Mm -hmm. Delicacy's Destiny. Mm. It is dubbed into English, and that's how I watched it. I watched the dubbed version. There are 16 episodes. It is the cutest show that I think would be great family fair. I really do. It's about a young woman named Ling Xiaoxiao. She wants so badly, she's wanted since she was a kid, to be the best chef in the world, like the royal kitchen chef. And this takes place during the Ming Dynasty, by the way, which was from like 
1300s to 1600s ish. So this is old timey China. This isn't modern day. Old timey um, China. Yes, old timey land. <laughs> ye, ye old China. Ye old Ming Dynasty. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. What? What? Nothing. <laughs> You're making fun of me and my shit, man. I'm not making. No. You you would watch. You will watch this, and you will say this is a cute show. Oh, I'm not saying that at all. I okay. I I think uh, you have guided me toward many a cute thing. Okay. It's fine. I I. I realized after the fact that I started off making it not specifying this is like a historical time period show. And that so when what I was women... alluding to. But okay. okay. And so uh, she wants to be the, the greatest royal chef and run the palace kitchen. And she's so she's been working really hard at it. And she finds that there's a... Um, a competition in the imperial palace to hire a new culinary chef for the royal kitchens so she jumps in and gets in gets into the contest and she wins of course because this is the whole point of the show even though she is a woman that puts her at a disadvantage because women shouldn't be chefs in the royal palace that's a men's job but she totally just plows over everybody because her food is so amazing and gets the job. And they put her in the delicacies kitchen in the Imperial Palace. Not the act that the like normal, not the normal kitchen. She's making all the delicacies. And that is what the crown prince, he is in charge of that, um, that kitchen. And that kitchen makes food exclusively for him. He has been in a sour mood since his previous chef left and nobody can make anything he wants to eat. He hates everything. He screams. He throws the table. He does all that horrible stuff because he's just so upset. Well, she comes in. She makes some amazing food. She brings it to him. And he's like, what is this trash? Why are you making for me? And throws things around. And he fires her immediately without tasting any of her food. And she's like, okay it's cool and she's walking out like they're gonna come get me i know they are and of course he turns around somebody he finally gets to he eats her food after she's walked out and she's walking down the street in town now and they bring her back because yes her food was great and she becomes she finds out what it was about that chef that was kicked out that that the crown prince loves so much he wasn't just well, food. Don't 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 give it. Away. But I mean, but that's not that's not a spoiler. She learns that it wasn't just his food; it was the counsel the chef gave to him as well. And through all that, uh, they become friends. And Ling Xiaoxiao is kind of dense and doesn't realize things going on around her so much. And then there's all the people in the kitchen who she becomes really good friends with. And it's just, it's a very chaste and pure, really great family sh- sh- drama. And it's a romance as well. And it's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Neat. It's absolutely adorable. And it's on and Disney Plus, you say? It's on Disney Plus. It's Delicacies Destiny. It is the cutest show that I think families will enjoy. It's great for it would be great for families to sit and watch because you also get to see all this really cool food. Oh my well, God. Well, and it, 
and uh, not for nothing, it also seems like, no pun intended, a palate cleanser from the yes. reason that I go to Disney Plus, which is Star <laughs> Wars, Marvel, you know, yeah, all that yeah, other I was, shit. Yes, yes. I, I was surprised to see fan. that uh, in, in the on the menu there. I was like, what is this? A Chinese eh, show. On the menu. Ha ha ha. I was like, what is this? A Chinese show. I'm like, huh, what's this about click? And I, it, they start speaking English, clearly dubbed. And I was like, I'll allow it. I'll watch Neat. this and I'll allow it to be in English and not have to read my screen. And it was the d- dubbed version was fine. I had nothing, no issues with them dubbed with it being dubbed. The voice actors, I think they did a great job. I, awesome. I, yeah, I was not distracted at all by anything with their voice acting, and it was a cute show. It's yeah, it's a very excellent. Cute show. And I get to follow up with another cute show. Ah, and I tell you what, I loved this show. Oh, it's called God's Favorite Idiot. Oh, that one. And it's on Netflix. It just dropped June 15th. Yeah, it was like just earlier this week. Right. As we record this show earlier this week. Right. As as this show airs, probably last like, week. Uh, last week. And it stars Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, who are real life husband and wife. I I went into this show wanting to watch something short and God's favorite idiot is, is literally about a very mild mannered mid-level tech support guy named Clark Thompson, who is just a very sweet dude. He always does right. He doesn't even swear. Well, one day he's chosen by God to deliver the message of God and at the same time, save the world because heaven and earth are in combat now and it's the apocalypse. Ah. And there is a, and his coworker, her, her name is Amelie and that's okay. Melissa McCarthy. And she's actually a person who really doesn't give a shit. She gets drunk too much <laughs> and, and she's a fun character, but Remember that shitty, shitty movie that she did? That superhero movie that she did with Octavia Oh my god, yes. And there are times when Melissa McCarthy can try too hard to make something work. Yes. This show not only works, but it actually brought me to tears. Like... Because you were laughing or because it was not because I was laughing. I actually did laugh out loud several times, but there are two moments on this show that literally and no kidding, no, not being facetious at all, brought me to tears. It was so genuinely heartwarming. And the progression of each character who does have a purpose on this show, you, you see the the other coworkers in this whole this whole office thing where they work they cuz they work in online tech support mm-hmm. it's i can't even describe it except to say you need to be watching god's favorite idiot 
It is an okay. R-rated comedy. It's an R-rated comedy, not for anything else other than language. But it is charming as fuck. It is funny. It is touching. And just, you know what? Something goofy and silly and yet kind of profound at the same time. Hmm. And I enjoyed all of the eight episodes that there were. And I will leave you with this without any spoilers. The way the last episode ends, I thought was brilliant. Okay. And I and I will leave it at that. God's Favorite Idiot on Netflix just dropped. Do yourself a favor. Watch it for some light watching. But I loved it. And Melissa McCarthy is fucking hilarious in it. I like her. I do. I like her. her. I root for her all the time. Mm -hmm. There are just some things I cannot get behind. And that Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy thing. Oh, superhero thing was really just Oh, it was terrible. But anyway. I don't think I finished that either. I think I watched a couple of episodes and was like, no, I'm done. I'm out. But anyway, God's Favorite Idiot is amazing. You should be watching that shit. Okay. Okay. That's all we got this week. That's all I got. So do us a favor. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Let us know what you're watching. Because we always want to know what you're watching. Engage with us. We want to hear from you. Please tell us. And then also do us a favor. uh, Hit us up on social media. At Symbol Pirate Alice. At Symbol Bill Ivory Larson. At Symbol The Watchlist Pod. DM us and and just say, hey, thanks. We we love the show. Because, you know, we just brought on two more subscribers. So we're, I think we're up to 24, 25 now. Hey, it's been a banner yeah. month. Hey. Because one of these days we're going to be making money off this show. We sure are. And I'll tell you what. When we, ma- when, when, when we get to a million subscribers. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. When we get to a million subscribers. I'm sorry. I just had to throw that out. It's like. <laughs> It's like Tourette's, <laughs> but Tourette's toward yes. the stupid. Okay. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, did that come out? I am so sorry. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> when we get to a million subscribers, the original 25 of you are going to get a t-shirt <laughs> that says I was one of the first 25. Well, because Pearl Jam actually has that. Pearl Jam has what's oh, called, the t- they have the 10 Club. Oh, and the 10 club is the original, the fan club for when Pearl Jam first started. And Pearl Jam's fucking mm-hmm. 30 years old. Oh, that's sad. But anyway, and and one of Laura's nephews is a part of the 10 club. He's part of the original crew Damn. of people. Yeah. So they get first crack at concert tickets, merch. I mean, the whole. Cool. Yeah, how do these cool. how do our 25 now prove they were the first 25? Because we probably know them all. Maybe. I think these first 25, if they want to have those t-shirts, they should contact us now to be put on the list of the first 25. All right, people. You heard it from Patty. Get on your little light box thing in your pocket. DM us. And say, hey, I want my free T-shirt when you guys hit a million subscribers. Yeah, or Fuck you, you, know, you could DM us or email us through the contact page. Yep. 
and then your your name will be absolutely added to the list. Yeah. Because 2023 is going to be our year, people. Yeah, and we'll contact you about that shirt. In any size, in any, you know what? You'll even, as the first 25, you'll even pick the color between black or white. I think it'll be great. Or yellow, because those are our colors, black, white, and yellow. That's true. Actually, a yellow shirt with our logo on it would be kind of hot. I think it would be. Or a black shirt with our logo in yellow. Yellow we and have light. to figure yeah. out we we have got merch things that we need to figure out. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right, everybody, have fun. Thank you for listening. We we appreciate each and every one of you. DM us for that free shirt list. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. And we will talk to you guys next week. Okay, okay bye. bye. <laughs>